0: Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir KC and I are childish cartoons.
1: We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content.
2: Stuff like weird sex things and, um, and butts.
1: Enjoy the show! Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics.
0: Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we treasure the ink to find the hidden gems. I'm H.T. the raccoon.
1: I'm Casey the
2: dog.
0: I'm Sir, the cat. Hi. Hello. Uh, so if we all sound a bit, uh, tired today, we that's are because lethargic, we are lethargic. Uh, I am running on like four hours of sleep, uh, plus a deficiency from the last few days because my bed has been killing me slowly and I had to sleep on my couch. It's only barely more comfortable and I'm still waiting for the new mattress cause, uh, it's, I, I can't do it. Like I, I turn, I, I I toss and turn so hard one night that I slam my head into the wall. (laughs) I can't do this. I'm Um, always lethargic. It's it's too cozy in this
2: house. It's hot weather, so I'm just I'm just all bundled up and.
1: Maybe there's a gas leak. I don't know. Like I I just we usually we used to record these on Fridays, so I would be all energized by the prospect of a new weekend. And now Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a Thursday, so I'm like (laughs) home from work. (laughs) Uh, well, and it's sorry. No, 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 no. I don't blame you. I'm just I'm just stating the facts like I'm guessing I'll have more energy later on in the podcast. This is just after a work right. day in the middle of the work week. I am feeling a little bit, um, you know. Well, this is my weekend,
0: so.
2: <laughs> yeah. KC, HG, you People are saying that it's a gas leak. Must be a gas leak. It's just like that Space Ghost episode flip mode. Hey! Break all the pipes for more good ideas. <laughs> There's also an episode of
1: Thirty Rock where they did the same thing. Wait, seriously? Well, no, no, no. They 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 guessed the audience so that they would think the show was funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's very good. It's, okay, it's actually That's it's actually one of my favorite episodes of the
0: entire show.
2: Now, how can we figure out how to do that podcast wise?
0: Uh, maybe we can partner with uh, like. Nature box or something, and one of their new snacks has mustard gas in it. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think mustard gas would like make people like our show more. Uh
0: well, it couldn't hurt. <laughs> um, but anyways, so uh on to the cartoon news. Uh so first off, uh there was a official full-length trailer for that Grinch movie that's gonna happen that illumination and Warner brothers is doing and
2: it's underwhelming. Isn't it just him like, like fucking shopping or whatever? Yeah,
1: so yeah. Like The thing is like, uh, they, so I guess, I guess the concept for this one isn't so much, how the Grinch stole Christmas as much as how the Grinch was a to everyone for no reason.
2: <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be <laughs> like, like about Christmas. It's just, they're yeah, trying yeah, that, something. That's what
1: do. I'm saying about the trailer though, is okay. the Grinch who stole Christmas is, uh, a a grumpy, a, a grumpy green man who hates Christmas. And the Grinch in this one is just a grumpy man who's mean to
0: people. And that's all <laughs> like, okay. Um, it's better than I was expecting because I was expecting absolute horseshit. Um, sure, but it's still just kind of middle. I I will I will appreciate that I do appreciate that they are doing their own thing with the story as opposed to just retreading the exact same thing in the same way. Because um, like the Jim Carrey, like say what you want about the Jim Carrey. How the Grinch Stole Christmas That's movie. Bad. It's not very good, uh, but I've actually watched it and it's actually very watchable and you couldn't really do that exact same story really, honestly, in a way that it, like would honestly work. Uh, so instead of just having it be this weird, like, and, and, and you can't even do the ethereal, like and doing the same old, uh, like doing the way that they did it in the original book and cartoon, uh, like, it's so nonsensical. There's nothing really necessarily there. So, like, it's 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 just a green guy who lives in the mountain who just hates shit or hates Christmas for no real reason, um, and like, there's no logic to it. And you can't make a movie of that, like a full-length feature film of that necessarily. Um, no, I mean, yeah, you you could. You would just have to expand on it. Yeah, exactly, which is what mm-hmm. they end up doing with any Dr. Seuss adaptation is that they expand yeah. it. The f- problem with the expansions, for most part, are they are just baffling and <laughs> what they decide to do to expand those stories. Um, and uh, for and I, I will say, though, uh, I don't think it looks that great just because it literally just looks like they're doing Gru, but he's the Grinch now, you know, that's literally all it is. <laughs> it's pretty much the same character as Gru, really, except he may be a little bit more less motivated, like proper, like having actual motivation behind him. Uh, so I don't know.
1: It's working for them so far. The, the illumination uh, method was- has
0: raked in plenty of dosh for them, so... Now I'm just imagining the freaking Mario movie, and Mario's just an asshole to everyone, and that's the whole plot. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a fucking dick. And then like the toads are like worshipping him and sh- I don't fucking know. Do you think like, they're I gonna get
2: Charles Martinet back for Mario for the Mario movie? Or are they gonna replace him with a uh, another actor?
0: In a in a okay. On one hand, I would say that I'd be really sad if they didn't use Charles Martinet. Uh uh, but I would also I also wouldn't necessarily blame him for not using him just because, I mean, have you listened to Mario say a sentence before? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of disconcerting in a way, and I don't know Who if it's necessarily. Get, though? I don't know. They'll just resurrect Bob Hoskins. I don't f- know. Okay. I'd be OK with that. We'll get they they'll get
1: Charlie Day oh god as paul f. f Tompkins. paul
0: f Tompkins is mario <laughs> he looks no, the paul part f- kind of <laughs> paul f Tompkins is luigi 100 paul f Tompkins
1: is luigi <laughs>
0: and, uh, i would i would actually i would really enjoy that holy shit and and adam scott as mario Oh my god, what if they did a thing where like it's the kind of the same way that they with Charles Martinet is that they have Mario, Luigi, and Wario voiced by the same voice actor. Uh and it's just Paula Tompkins doing all three of them. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would watch it. I, I would watch it too. I actually made my I actually made a Mario movie that I would want to see there. So there you go. Um So uh, I have something else I want to talk about, but I want to move it over to Cirque because he has a thing he wants to talk about. No, you get to talk about this. No, you talk about it.
2: Damn it. We'll do it together then.
0: Fine.
2: (laughs) We have been fighting about who gets to break this. I've been like, you discovered it
0: first. You get to talk about it. But then I was like, well, you don't have any topics you can talk about. I got to talk about the Grinch movie and have my own other segment. Th- so you should talk about this movie. Ah! Ah! I was I was actually
1: thinking about like as you were fighting in the chat, I was actually thinking about how funny it would be if I brought it up. <laughs> and
0: <talked> about it. <laughs> You son of a bitch.
1: Well, I didn't literally. Do it, so
2: <laughs> I would give you a smush snoot. It would
0: happen. Oh, no, not that. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I guess I'll start it. Uh, sure. So th- Netflix has partnered up with, uh, Henry Selick, uh, who is, uh, a wonderful, you've, you've probably seen his work. You probably don't necessarily know his name cause you probably think Tim Burton did his movies when no, 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 it was him. Cause he did, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, uh, James and the Giant Peach. Uh, he is the, he's a really cool stop motion director, dude. Uh, One of the best work. Yes. And the best part
2: about this, uh, this feature that he's doing for Netflix. It's a fucking campaign reunion.
0: Yep. And it's, well, I mean, like it's, it's like, it's fucking, it's got Jordan Peele hot off his Academy award for get out, uh, voicing and producing this movie and writing this, uh, while it's being directed by Henry Selleck. Uh, and it's also being co-rated by Selleck as well. And it's like, good Lord, good Lord. It's pretty it, cool
1: it, that, uh, it's pretty cool that, so like, like Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key are both people who I've sort of stopped viewing as a duo over the past couple of years because they've both like come into independent careers on their own since they stopped doing Key and Peele. Uh, it's really cool to see not only Jordan Peele doing acting again, but seeing, uh, seeing both of them together, I think is really interesting.
0: I'll be honest. I have no idea who or what, I don't know what Keen Peele is.
2: (laughs) Okay. Keen Peele is sort of like a, uh, comedy sketch variety show where they're usually playing the, uh, main characters in every sketch and they will play like different roles and stuff. It's kind of yeah. like, I guess Saturday Night Live, but it's more focused on two people. Yeah, so like, like a, uh,
1: you know, like how there there used to be a lot of uh, there used to be a lot of duo style sketch comedies. Like uh, there was a bit of Fry and Laurie, which was Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie's back in the day. That Mitchell and Webb look. Uh, there was Mister Show with Bob and David. Like they kind of they kind of have that going on, but the comedy is focused around. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly issues inside of uh, uh, black culture in the United States. And they are both very funny together. And I'm sure uh-huh. you've seen some of their work,
0: actually. Really I, well
1: I, I'll send you some after the show. You would really like it.
0: I'm sure I would. Um, mm-hmm. I, I probably would. Like, I think part of the reason why I just don't know is because I just don't really pay attention to sketch comedy. I mm-hmm. did briefly in the uh, early aughts, uh, but then I kind of lost complete interest uh like I think the last one I watched uh was the whitest kid you know kids you know and mm-hmm. that's about it um yeah um but you know yeah it's um I mean I'm just excited because hey Jordan Peele's doing an animated stop motion movie. I'm always happy when any of my favorite directors and writers are doing stop motion movies. This happens with with same with thing with Wes Anderson when he starts doing those things. It's like that's my dream, you know. Um, so you know it's it's uh, the the story. There's not a lot of details. There was a plot synopsis because apparently this was something that Henry Selick has been trying to get off the burn his back burners for years now. Uh, but originally, what like it's supposed to be about like a uh, uh, Demon Brothers challenging, uh, a demon fighting nun, uh, and, uh, her goth assistants, uh, teenage goth assistants, uh, and, uh, and Key and Peele apparently playing the Demon Brothers, so, you know, I am behind this, this sounds rad, I, uh, I I want, I want to see another Henry Selleck movie, and this being also written by Jordan Peele makes me really, really excited.
2: I would be very, very surprised if this is bad. It, it has some very, very good names behind it.
0: It's got too much of a pedigree here. It is, it is actually sounds really good. Yeah. And in
2: fact, speaking of names, we have a title. It is going to be called, it looks like, Wendell and Wild. Uh, do you any idea
1: if Monkey Paw Productions has anything to do with it?
2: Um, let me double check that real fast. I'm, I'm not, not sure. I'm not sure if that's you making a
0: reference to the story monkey's paw. No, or... that's,
1: that's, uh, that's Jordan Peele's production company. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Uh, Ellen Goldsmith-Veen of the Goldsmith Girl Produce, along with Peele through his monkey paw banner. So yeah, it is going to be on there the monkey paw banner. There you go. Sick. So there you go. All right. Um, so, um, I don't know much else about in cartoon news, uh, I really want to talk about. So, basically, what I want to talk about is that I have been playing through Kingdom Hearts again. Oh, no. <laughs> and I know this is not a video game podcast, but I mean, it's cartoons. It's about Disney thing. It's the weird hybrid of anime and Disney. Uh, and uh, basically, when Kingdom Hearts 3's trailer came out and uh, one, like a GameStop, started having like a sale for the HD collections for Kingdom Hearts one point five plus two point five and then the two point eight thing, which is ridiculous. I I hate that naming contention, but okay, sure. Um but uh I had decided, you know what, I might as well just pick them up right now and play it through because the the next Kingdom Hearts game is gonna be hopefully out this year. So you know. And uh Kingdom Hearts, uh for those who don't know, is incredibly important to me and I also hate it so much <laughs> Um it's uh, it's a franchise that um, I grew up with I admire and I find fun as hell and I do like a, the weirdness of it I love the aesthetic of it because it's just so insane but it's story is just so so incomprehensible and it Angers me at so, times. So, you know,
1: you know what that story is, is fine-tuned to me when I was 12. That, like, the, the story of Kingdom Hearts is complete bullshit nonsense.
2: Well, to be fair. It's exactly,
1: it's exactly the type of bullshit nonsense that's, like, uh, uh... That, like, really worked for me, because it's, it's, like, really hokey,
0: and I was, like, a very... well. Emotional child, <laughs> so like Here, here's 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 so here's, here's the thing. Um, well, uh-huh. one yeah, same. But uh, also, um, so I, I just completed Kingdom Hearts one. Uh, a, about a week ago. Uh, this is the first time I've actually beaten the first Kingdom Hearts really? in years. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, my opinion on Kingdom Hearts one back in the day was basically that it is it is a fantastic story with great characters and I love the way they mash the Disney stuff. And I like how the Disney stuff interweaves with the actual plot. Uh, and you know, I, and then when it gets to the really weird, darker stuff, I it's such a tonal whiplash that it actually works. Um, and, uh, as an adult watching it, uh, or replaying it, uh, my opinions aren't as strong or as, as positive as least in the stories it was, but I also do appreciate for what it is. Cause it is hokey nonsense, but it's also coherent hokey nonsense. And, uh, to a like point, I, to, well, for the first game, if you just look at the first game, the first itself, game is
1: all I've played in a very, very long time. And I still say like to a point, like they're, they still, the first game still has a lot of that, like, like darkness and light and Kyrie's heart was inside of your heart, literally. And like, you know, like all of that stuff that mm-hmm. is hardly explained and extremely esoteric.
2: Look, dude, if you want to talk about hardly explained and esoteric, you have no fucking idea. If you haven't played the other games. Well, yeah. I play, if I haven't played what, if you haven't played the other games,
1: I have, but the first one is the one that I've played within the decade.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah. I mean like uh I don't know like there th- I will definitely agree that there are things that just uh don't necessarily make a ton of sense like if 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 this was like a if this was a vacuum and Kingdom Hearts ended up being the weird oddity that just didn't get any traction whatsoever which I'm pretty sure most executives thought that was going to be the case with Kingdom Hearts when it was going came up because even Tetsuya Naroma uh after he was done making the game he basically had no idea where the story was going after that which is obvious yeah. but uh <laughs> but uh the the thing is is that like uh if you look at it in its own little box as if it's its own thing yeah um it works it does it's it's, yeah, in vacuum, stuff about it's it that,
1: in a vacuum it's fine that that doesn't that doesn't mean that it all makes sense just that it's fine
0: yeah it's fine and it's mm-hmm. still fun i still like the gameplay i think there are elements that have not aged as well as i thought they did um Uh, there's, I I feel like some of like the spell casting is kind of bullshit. Uh, and I think that, uh, while some of the summons are a lot better than I remembered, there are some that are absolutely useless. Cough, cough, mushu, cough, cough. Um, but, um, like even fricking Bambi is more useful because at least then you could free magic points and stuff like that. But anyways, um, but I mean, like the thing is, is that like, it's, it is still fun, People who say and also people who say Atlantica is way too difficult to play do not have to know how to play a fing video game because that is not that difficult. You just I lock like onto shit Yeah. You I just don't even think
1: on. I don't even know that I think it's the hardest part of the game.
0: It's not. Not by a long shot. No. 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 Uh uh, I also will say that uh I kind of wish I played on the harder difficulty because I just played on the standard. Mode And I basically blaze through the game in like 20 hours. Well, yeah, but if you're if you're trying to finish them all in time. I mean, sure, but I also kind of felt like I was getting kind of bored because it was having it was like too easy for me at times. I
1: think. Yeah, but I think I think that you'll find if you try to start Kingdom Hearts 2 on hard mode like I did recently, I think you'll discover that it is quite a bit harder (laughs) on hard Um, mode and like it i i stopped playing i couldn't i couldn't beat the game on hard mode that's how hard it was but i'm also terrible at video games so i don't know your
0: mileage may vary i i did beat proud mode once uh when i was uh when i was uh in uh high school when i played kingdom hearts 2 um Uh that was after i played the sticking hearts 2 like a dozen times uh, yeah, I and here's the thing. Okay, I also have to mention real fast because I, yes, I did get started on Kingdom Hearts two, and I also have to say, and I also did proud. And while it is tough, uh, I actually really dig the flow a lot better than I did than I remember liking the flow for Kingdom Hearts two. Um, but either way, my point is, I, I just want to make is that uh, I'm I'm getting on Kingdom Hearts two now, and uh, Kingdom Hearts two is infamous for me because it is a game I've played so many times. Like literally, like I said, like a dozen times, uh, and I know it inside and out. Uh, I'm actually going to be, I'm actually kind of excited playing this one. Cause this is going to be the final mix, which has a bunch of new content that as that they didn't include in the original version. Do all the secret bosses, tons of secret bosses, including so, a new boss that's in the actual story. Um, but, uh, you know, they added a ton of new stuff, a ton of new stuff. And, uh, <laughs> Including new cutscenes and stuff like this. So I'm actually really excited to do that because I've always wanted to play it. But um truth, truth told, I hated Kingdom Hearts 2. I hated that game. The story's like, I, not I, so I, good. I liked I liked Kingdom Hearts. I liked Kingdom Hearts uh I liked Kingdom Hearts uh two the first few times I played it, mainly because I was still really heavy on my shock of how much I loved Kingdom Hearts 1 And like I was seeing like, oh, it's a continuation of that. And so therefore I thought it was also good. Um, But then I started, it started sinking in how much of the plot just does not work in so many ways. And is it is the ways they try to patch things up. Like literally every single prequel game after kingdom hearts two is just an attempt to fix the mess they made for kingdom hearts (laughs) two. And uh, sometimes it works, sometimes they actually do manage to smooth some of the edges, sometimes they don't um, now, uh, one oh, and I should also mention real fast because uh, since these are the uh, two point one point five collection a 2.5 collection, uh, there, there are a couple games that they could not reasonably port uh, onto a console, which are uh, the DS game, three five eight by 2 days, and then uh, that's fine
2: though, you didn't lose that and, much with that
0: uh, I disagree. Cause uh, Kingdom Hearts uh three by two days is honestly my favorite Kingdom Hearts game, bef- after the first one. <laughs> uh, really? It yeah, I do. Okay, I, I agree the, to disagree. Uh, I mean, Birth by Sleep is fun, but I also that game is also incomprehensible in terms of its plot. <laughs> um, but Mark <laughs> Hamill's right there. I mean, there are things about it that work, and I think it works better than the Kings and Hearts 2's nonsense, Uh, but uh, 3-5 by by 2 days is actually an insular plot with characters that develop and change over time, and I grew to like them. That is remarkable from Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Um, So, you know, there you go. Um, but I mean, I, I did end up watching all the like the cutscenes and stuff like that. And I still think that, yeah, I feel like that Roxas is still a more interesting character than Sora. <laughs> uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you see,
1: Kingdom Hearts 2, I just remember giving me so much secondhand embarrassment when I would play it and like someone else would be in the room or something. You know, especially uh-huh. let's see. The, so the the Little Mermaid rhythm game.
0: You didn't uh, mute that. Me,
1: that that gave me secondhand embarrassment. Just the, the, mute the, it. The, yeah, the parts. But I'm like, but like, you get what I'm saying, though. Like, it's it's not designed for you to mute it. And then there's the uh, and then there's uh, there's the whole like Nightmare Before Christmas level where Sora is like all jazzed to meet Santa Claus. And then there's. Oh, no, uh, that's cute. That's cute, though. I hated it, though, when I was 14. <laughs> and that gave me that gave me like major secondhand embarrassment. Uh, oh, hush. I don't know. Like there's I'm, I'm not I'm I'm not. Don't make judgments about me as a 26 year old based on what I thought as a 14 year old. Obviously, I'm, I'm just I'm not, saying I'm, not,
0: I'm, not, I'm, I'm judging your 14 year old. self. that's not no, no, sure. I'm, I, punch I'm him in the oh, face. He it. fucking sucks. I hate 14 year old me, too. I would drop on your 14 year old self.
1: Yeah. So yeah, uh, but that's that's my those are my uh, most major memories of that game is being embarrassed by it.
0: Well, okay. Um, the only thing I'm going to say right now is yeah, I'm going to be checking in every once in a while. Uh, basically, once I have a more solid set of impressions, I kind of wish I was. Uh, playing key. like i, I kind of wish i didn't just breeze through kingdom hearts one so much because i kind of wish i could have talked more about it on this podcast but it's been so much gap time frame all that kind of stuff all i will say is that it still works and i still think it's good and i still think that it's fun uh though i will say that it is i i definitely do understand why some people don't like kingdom hearts one as much um because yeah there are parts of it that are kind of not aged well in my opinion, even in the, uh, even in the re-release version, which fixes a lot of the garbage with Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, also, uh, I will say this real fast, um, and no one's not to any of our audience here who's listening to this, but, um, uh, I kind of equate Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, uh, in the same way with Zelda 2, uh, in the same, in in that, that if someone says that their favorite Kingdom Hearts game is Chain of Memories, uh, I assume they are a massive douchebag uh, because that game is terrible. I'm sorry, like, and you I only like it. like it because it's so. That's incredibly my different. that's
2: my second favorite after the first one. Chan Memories is fine. You you're not a douchebag if you like Chan Memories. It's
0: so not good. I'm sorry, it's not.
2: But anyways, uh, I don't I don't have any I
1: don't have any feelings about it. I'm just stating the facts.
0: <laughs> but the story the story is all right, but the card comment is bullshit. It really, really is. It Is I liked it, it's really not good. Just have a bunch of zeros and here's and no parts like zero zeros make it so then like your attacks get interrupted. Okay, we're getting turning into a video game podcast. I don't want to do this, (laughs) Uh, so let's go into the actual podcast, which is
1: care about video games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about the actual thing we do for this podcast, which is uh, we watch cartoons, uh, yes. Would you say that we're going to take you back to the past to watch the shitty cartoons that suck ass? No, because some of these cartoons are actually good. So, f*** you. Um, And... uh, (laughs) God, I'm cussing way too much. I am so sorry, Key, and I'm so sorry, Alex. Um, But, uh, yeah, we're going to watch cartoons that have fallen into the public domain uh, or are just very easily accessible that we have on this collection here. Um, So, we're going to basically pull out this... uh, Uh, this uh, big bundle of DVDs and plastic and stuff and just go ahead and watch them because, you know, maybe they're good. Maybe they'll actually be worth watching. You know? You know? You know? I know. I know. Good. I'm happy you know. Uh, So, with all that said, let us go into... The list. <laughs> that that one was so smoky it made Casey cough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm
0: cough. <laughs> cough, cough. All right. And drum roll. Hmm. Okay. Uh we're going to watch an Aesop's fable uh and it's called uh Making a Move. As Making a Move? Is that Making a M- Move.
1: Apostrophe, Making E-M. apostrophe EM move. Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Making I've never heard of that move. fable but sure. Okay, um this was different than I was expecting. What an but- interesting cartoon
1: to start the show on. It so <laughs> it put the wind back in my sails. This one is weird. It, first of all, not a fable to be found. Nary a fable in sight.
0: No, um, it's by Van Buren Productions. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, um, uh so there's there's something I really like about this one and I'm going to I'm going to save it. Okay. Uh, cause it, it's later on in the cartoon. Uh, but
0: Look, it's, it's weird and not it,
1: it's very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm, I guess I'm in the minority here cause I love this cartoon so much. <laughs> so, so like, here's, here's what I hate about it. Um,
1: so I, uh, let's just describe what it's about. Uh, it starts with a,
0: a very toothy, very uh, stacked,
1: Yes uh, it, it, it's, it's, it starts with
0: a, it's yeah it starts with a cat lady who has really huge um personalities and
1: teeth and uh, and, and she yes. and, and it's it's a rubber hose cartoon uh and yes. she walks to the animation studio and says to the uh bouncer i guess uh (laughs) guard or whatever yeah Yeah. she says i've always wanted to know how they were made and so he opens the door and here's the part that i hate about this cartoon uh they reused animation cells for a good 15 seconds (laughs) and then for the rest of the cartoon they continued to do that I without mean, stopping
2: it's very <laughs> so, nice it felt like a very money-saving like uh approach to this
0: yeah i mean uh, okay here's the thing um i get that but that was this era even disney was doing that in their feature films not, like friggin
2: yeah not to this extent like this no way,
0: are, you are, are you kidding me are like, you kidding me because like have you seen I think snow that this white is, in the last
2: this
1: five is, years I think that this is. Uh, I think that this reused more than Hanna Barbera did. Even
0: <laughs> oh, no, dude, dude. I do. No, uh,
1: no. Come on. I'm sorry. I feel like. I feel like <laughs> if I went back and I pointed out every single cell that I felt was just reused, I wouldn't
0: I'm, stop talking for the entire s- short. I'm not saying that they aren't reusing animation. I'm They're saying this was reusing They're only reusing animation. Like okay. No! God, no! There, there's a ton of new animation that they do all the time. Uh, HG, I, HG, 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 buddy, how
2: about, how about I explain it this way? It feels like some of the gags are overly long.
0: I mean, okay, I mean, I understand that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, let me explain why I actually love this cartoon. Okay. And that is 110% the premise, because I love this kind of shit. Um, I love it when cartoons are meta like this, where it's literally just, it's a parody of an animation studio and the process of making a cartoon. And, uh, there's a lot of creative gags that happen. I like, and there's a lot of moments that are just inexplicable, but in a really funny way. Um, and I, I could see that they were having a lot of fun making this one too. Um, like I, it's, it's, it, to me, I can forgive some reused animation, which it does happen a lot. It really does. But I mean, at the same time, we've seen way worse reused animation, way worse from eras that should be knowing a lot better than this. So like, I I, I can't get that mad about that. I really can't. Um, I guess we're just going to
1: have to agree to disagree on that.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I just, I, 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 I like the gags that happen. Like, even if they do repeat themselves... Uh, like it's once they move on to a new shot, it's a new set of gags. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like they like use like the same, like there's, there's, I don't, I, there's not a moment where they didn't, where they didn't just like, uh, where they just use the exact same shot after a scene, after one's like, it was like, there's a ton of filler in that regard. Like, so like, the, I, guess, even, I guess, even like, even when they cut back to a scene that they've done before, they add a twist to it. Like, okay, so they have – they they reuse the animation where, like, they have the studio – like, the people drawing stuff like that, throwing the paper away, and then, like, the conductor basically is, like – goading them on to do more and more and then when they cut back to that you know stuff they've it's changed so much that they're basically revolting against the the conductor band and then they end up shooting the fucking conductor it's like it's a it's they do stuff with it after that i, I i'm sorry i really yeah, we, like this cartoon uh, you we don't agree with apologize. it's yeah. okay for us
1: to disagree but uh like I don't know. I I feel like I feel like a lot of what you're saying is valid. I don't think it's. Uh, I I do think some of the gags were funny. We laughed. Yeah. Uh, but like they did. They did kind of this. Uh, they did kind of this like rule of threes thing that I feel like was a lot more common back in the day, where the some of their like storytelling or that rather their joke telling form was to show a repeated thing multiple times and then change the third one in a way that you don't expect um i mean but which i don't think is i don't think it's weak i don't think it's a terrible use of uh reused animation cells and honestly you know i guess i don't actually have that much of a problem with reusing animation cells it just kind of uh, it just kind of stuck out to me for some reason uh, I, don't I don't know it's not a terrible cartoon i don't think it's i don't think it's it's probably not even bad i just don't i don't know I mean no, I, mean, I, I
0: I I, um, I I understand why. Like here's the thing. If this was just a bunch of dancing flowers or some shit, like I'd probably be in the same boat as you. Like there was a there was a short we watched a while back, uh, where there's a whole huge segment of the cartoon, which is just watching a caterpillar walk across a fence mm-hmm. for like 15 seconds, and that's it. That sucked. And I that made me really mad because there's nothing interesting going on, but there is something interesting going on here. This is uh, a ca- bunch of cartoons making a cartoon. I think yeah, that's surprisingly
1: surprisingly high concept for the date that it came out. Yeah, um, I mean they didn't like, I, I, they didn't do it as well as the Flesher brothers did when they did that Betty Boop one that we liked. Well,
0: no, but it, but it was it. going for, a di- but, but the fleshers mm-hmm. were going for a magical realism. Mediboop is an actual person kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is just straight up like a farcical version of the actual animation process. Kind of like more akin to like that Rocko's Modern Life episode, uh, where they had to make a cartoon.
1: Um, or like the, maybe the first
0: episode of, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah, but I think, I think the first episode of Tiny Toon is still sort of like a magical realism type of thing, but um, I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's, it, it's, it's, I like the concept a lot and there are oh, yeah, gags I like that it. I really liked a lot. Um, yeah. I guess,
1: I guess the it, difference between like that Flesher brothers one and the, and the tiny Toon adventures one is those ones feel like they're, you know, they're like, all right, this is animation. We're pulling back the curtain. You know, you can see what's going on, and in this one, it feels like we're pulling back the curtain, and it's all nonsense inside. And I like that. Yeah, but
0: I, there, I, I like the nonsense. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, that's
1: what I was saying. I was, that was. Okay. Yeah, I like, okay. I liked that. I liked
0: that idea. Um, um, so uh, no, yeah, uh, this, this, I mean, I will say that the short does kind of drag a bit once it starts going into the, uh, like, just showing off the cartoon that they made, because then it just becomes a generic like damsel in distress cartoon with a main character that I cannot tell if it is a caricature or not. Uh, um,
1: sir, sir, real quick. What were you going to say?
2: I, I was going to get more into the plot of the uh, cartoon. I thought it was cool oh. if you guys. I, yeah, Cause I feel like we can connect uh, this to that. So yeah. After, my, my
1: next thought was about that.
2: Jeez. Yeah. After um uh, getting led into this, uh this animation studio, we sort of like move away from this pair that we uh, started it with. And we just go through like the, uh, different little, uh, departments and stuff. So you see them actually drawing. You see, uh, there's this band moving them, like we said, onwards and, like, sort of motivating them. There's, a there's a scene where you see a mile moving, like, in different poses and that sort of, like, does a flip book thing with, uh, the drawings there from that model. And then a animated camera comes over, looks at the, uh, sketchbook, and then turns it into film, which is put onto a reel. And then you sort of see like a uh a recording booth. And then we get to the second half of this cartoon, which is them screening the cartoon, which it kind of feels like I I know they were going for like a more like generic, like this is a cartoon sort of thing, but it felt to me like they had some stuff on hand and then they just like uh this just was a framing device for that.
1: Well, no, like see th- I disagree and that's uh, like when when we were talking about at the beginning when I said uh when I said there was something I really like about this cartoon. Uh this is what I was talking about is like is really? like you see these you see these yeah, you see these cartoon characters uh who are simplified versions of animals. Uh and mm-hmm. then you get to the cartoon like it's kind of like like what, okay. what what does a simplified version of an animal look like to a cartoon character? So you got like an even further like wildly simplified cartoon character that would look like a cartoon to a cartoon character, and that's what I thought was cool. oh yeah, oh
0: dude, I get, I, okay I that, that, that makes
2: me uh, that I, makes me see this in a whole new light now. that's cool. I didn't think mm. of
0: it that way. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that's what they were going for too. But I was kind of thinking that they were also going for like a okay, so cartoon animals are making a animated movie, uh, like humans make cartoons about animated animal people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then uh, animal people make animated cartoons about really stylized uh, human people, <laughs> basically. I yeah. thought that was also part of the layer. Of the but joke. it was
1: it was like it was like double simplified, and that's what I thought was really that's that's what I thought was like. <laughs> Really fun about that, you know, is that is that the characters in the in the play within a play uh, yeah. were uh, were like wireframe characters. They they looked like uh, they looked like rubber hose versions of rubber hose characters. Um, and uh, and it's a it's a very generic damsel in distress type story uh, where there's a. A couple that's in love, and a man with a curly mustache and a hat kidnaps her. Yeah, and tries tries to give her jewelry, which she refuses, and so he uh, he, he beats her up.
0: <laughs> um, I mean it's then... it, it's 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 like uh I I, I just um, I do I there's there's a moment there is one moment where like when the woman is like on the little log and is about to be sawed, it, the, 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 there's a moment that says uh, like one moment, please, or something like that. And, uh, and it's like
1: the intermission, I think is the idea. Yeah.
0: Something like that. Or like they're just switching reels or something. And, uh, and then like, uh, it shows the audience of animal people and they have these serious looks on their face and then they just start stomping. Slowly, slowly, and rhythmically, and stuff like that. And it was honestly kind of creepy, and I loved it. It was great. (laughs) The crowd Um, (laughs) reactions
2: were, like, some of the best parts of uh, the second half.
0: It reminds me of, like, those moments from that, like, oh, God, what is it? There's that, there's that, that, uh, isn't it like Metropolis or something like that? Where oh, like there's that weird audience? That I, was, I was I like was thinking
2: really of Metropolis. So I was wondering if that was going to be too weird of a pull for this, but yeah, I got nope. reminded <laughs> of that too. I
0: was I was getting that off. I was getting that vibe. Um, we make so, some uh, weird references here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and then there's that moment where, like, at the very end of the cartoon, instead of saying the end, it just says asbestos.
1: Yeah, a, a, a line of text <laughs> that says asbestos appears on screen. And from the mind of someone from, say, the 1930s, I'm not sure if they were aware at the time that asbestos was carcinogenic. Uh, probably not because they were still putting it in homes. Uh so my my guess is what they were trying to convey is this is the ad this is the sponsor it's asbestos or, but to to uh, to us to a modern audience it's like is this Dadaism? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I feel I feel like I feel like this it's more a case that it's like the 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 sign that has the end written on it is backwards and then the other side is just like a like the the, the it was like the thing that they wrote on it was just a sheet of asbestos that they wrote on. Also um, a valid idea, yeah. I, it's
1: it's hard it's hard for us to know because we were not around then to see what no, it was like watching a cartoon in a theater. That's what you think, but um, but
0: but I, we have to admit that it was funny to see oh, that. We, <laughs> we we laughed.
1: I'm not sure if it was funny for the reason it was supposed to be to us, but it was hilarious. Who cares? It's it actually probably, funny. It was the funniest part of the cartoon to me. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and good. then you see all the characters taking a bow, and
0: uh, and they try to, and then the audience beats up the uh, villain, mean bad guy, yeah. yeah. And then it just ends.
1: Yep, it it just very sort of abruptly
0: ends. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think
1: HT. I think you flipped me on this. I think I like it. Um, <laughs> oh, great, awesome. Yeah, huh. uh, I don't know. I think I think watch it uh, if you are interested in. Seeing maybe an idea that hasn't that that wasn't really super explored at the time, and kind of a fun like tongue-in-cheek
0: way. I I uh, just I think it's considering some of the stinkers of ink blot ones we've definitely seen here. This had a lot of love in it that I didn't see in some other ones. And yeah, so I, but I think I, I think
1: like that this. I think that a lot of the other ink blot cartoons had more quality.
2: That's true. Mm, what, that's, would it be fair to say favorite. that this is one of the most high concept inkblot cartoons that we've seen?
1: Probably. Let's see. Uh, I'd have to I'd have to flip through them cuz there were there were definitely some that really made you think, but then there were a lot of others that were just super generic like fairy tales and Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm. Um which I—that's th- what I thought this was going to be because it was an Aesop's yeah, Fable. fables. <laughs> yeah, if this is better.
0: If this is better than that Mother Goose scandal or whatever. Oh or yeah, scandal. definitely. Yeah, no, but it's—it's it's, boring. It's
1: better. Uh, I think the animation was better in the Mother Goose one, just slightly. I do, I think that the animation here was not as bad as the recent Farmer Alfalfa one with the circus.
2: Well, yeah, but that was that was made back in Grandpappy's yeah. fucking art shed so this this <laughs> might have
1: been too though like I'm not sure what I'm not sure what era this was done like exactly the year
0: either way interesting cartoon yeah alright so let's go on and let's pick out another cartoon off the list drum please
2: Got some crinkle tingles up in here. All right. Oh hey, we're gonna watch a Popeye cartoon. Sick. Been a while since then. Since
0: the that, last one, so. if
1: I recall, we hated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that's not the case with this one, which yeah. is called "Customers Wanted." Customers Wanted. Okay. Our, what what is our why is our luck is that every single time we get a Popeye cartoon lately it's a clip show. We're just. So I, actually, show. I actually don't know.
1: Mm, I feel like we have to delve into this one a little bit because uh, I can't. It's hard for me to tell if this one is a clip show in the traditional sense, where they're showing clips from existing Popeye cartoons, or if the clips in this one were written for this cartoon. Looking and right I now. feel like I feel like I have a defense for that. Uh <laughs> Uh, so, uh, first things first, um, framing stories, Nate. Yeah. So it's, uh, shockingly something we've never seen in a Popeye cartoon is that it starts with Popeye and Bluto in a measuring contest <laughs> that might come as a shock that they don't yeah, really like each other very new, much. And they, yeah. that's, a, that's, that's new ground for a Popeye un- cartoon territory. Popeye and Bluto competing with each other. Over something asinine, who to thunk? Uh, <laughs> so they're they're at a fair and they're competing with each other. Uh, think, they, of they like each a, have, think of they like have a a Coney Island type got, situation. Yeah, it's like it's like on on Coney Island and and they're both trying to compete with each other by r- running. Each of them is running their very own old fashioned Nickelodeon and uh, and b- people are. Uh, like, kind of walking by and they're they're shouting, you know, come to, come to spend money at my Nickel Arcade and come to spend money at mine. And uh, what's the name of the guy? Again, the Burger Wimpy. Man. One, Wim- yeah. one more time. Wimpy. Wimpy. All right, yeah. So he, uh, he uh, decides that he wants to enjoy a cartoon uh, so this this is the second uh, this is the second feature uh, of our podcast this week that features a play within a play. Uh, so <laughs> let's see if we can get let's see oh, if we okay, can get three. So-
0: so, okay, um I looked into it and uh yeah, these this is absolutely a clip show. This okay, is a 100% a clip show. Like this is it contains uh clips from two different pop shows. the ones that are actually named in the cartoons itself. Okay. So, well,
1: um, they they did they did an interesting concept for this though because uh because in in Bluto's uh in Bluto's Nickel Arcade, uh he's showing uh he's showing shorts that uh that depict him as the winner in the, well, the proverbial fight. and in Popeyes, they're showing the same cartoons, but they're showing the parts of the cartoons that depict him as the the, the person with the upper hand does that make yeah, sense like, like it's, that's what's it,
0: they're, they're showing each other's side of the story and trying to, like, make mm-hmm. themselves look good in comparison. To the yeah, so, two. like, that's, that's what's cool. To is the,
2: that- uh, familiar to the old, like, mm. uh, the courtroom one that we watched, but it's it's a neat little concept. It's better. It is better than the last one. Okay, that's yeah, definitely.
1: what I would say. Um, it is a clip show, though. Uh, so the, the first clip is Bluto helping Olive Oil move. Um, I don't know how much I want to talk about the clips actually because yeah, odds are we're going to be watching the full thing.
2: Yeah, how about you just uh, summarize then if we're doing that? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's
1: up to you guys. It's just like okay. like blue blue helping olive oil move. Um, and uh, second one's and, a uh, baseball game. Yeah, it's a baseball
0: game. Um, um, there's. The, 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 I just want to bring up something. Um, so. Uh, so when I was looking into the research for like to try to figure out if this was actually a clip show cartoon, which yeah, it is. Um, but, uh, I found, uh, the trivia section of INDB and I thought that might have the answer, but, uh, no, there's only two pieces of trivia. One marking that, uh, saying this is the first time that, uh, Pinto Colvig, uh, performs the voice of Pluto, which he, uh, did until 1942, which would be uh, a few more years later. Um, and then there's this factoid. One of a number of Popeye shorts were sent off to Asia in the 80s to undergo the infamous redraw and colorization process. Huh. Hmm. Because uh, apparently what that is about is that there's a whole thing where like, like in the 80s and 90s, there was this whole colorization movement thing for like old films to try to make them color and stuff like that. And that was kind of going on with, uh, uh, you know, they, they kind of were doing that with like, uh, cartoons as well. And I think that kind of ended up destroying some of the original stuff for those cartoons. Yeah.
2: And this is a Fleischer animation. So they probably.
1: Yeah. The one, the one we watched was in monochrome.
0: Yep. Yeah. The um, one which was just the monochrome version. Yeah. which Uh, you know, it looks really good. It's actually our first black and white Popeye cartoon. I believe we've seen, um, The rest that we've seen have been color ones. Uh, But I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I I won't say that this cartoon is bad. It actually has some lines that really got me. Um, And there are also some gags that it really got me, too. It's not like that courtroom one where basically there was nothing funny happening throughout the entire cartoon. And then suddenly blackface like Mm -hmm. it was a. it was a. It, there are jokes that work. I like. It had a lot of the stuff that I really did remember liking about Popeye back in the day. It's. Uh, I like the visual gags of it. Uh, I like some of the personality that they have in themselves, and I do like that. Uh, there are moments where uh, Popeye <laughs> gets a couple good lines. Um, they're kind of hard to hear because, in general, Popeye is really hard to understand. Um, but. Uh, there's a couple of ones like where like uh, Popeye's like uh, when he's like trying to advertise for people like trying to like get people into his penny arcade. He says stuff like uh, "half price for children as well as people alike," um, and and then when Wimpy says that I'm expecting a check, he, Popeye says under his breath, "Oh, you're lucky."
1: I An impression I got while watching it is that the dialogue was ad libbed.
0: Oh, that, that's, um, that feels like the case for most Popeye cartoons. <laughs> not,
1: yeah, but like, like not of, not of, uh, it's, it wasn't the case I think for the other Popeye cartoons we
0: watched. I think the difference is well, this one was earlier. Um, yeah. The early, yeah. Well, it's an earlier, the earlier Fleischer ones tend to have this improvis, uh, improvisational feel to them in part just because the way that they do the animation, um, uh, they never animate the mouths. Oh, is that <laughs> yeah. why so, the mouths weren't moving? uh possibly that like, seems uh, to be. that seems cool. to be the
1: case and also also the lines were kind of uh, muttered which was fine i don't i don't that's not a criticism it, it,
2: fits, the, it fits the character the characters really yeah i think. I, I, so got, I,
1: was, I did get I, the
0: impression I, that it was ad-libbed it didn't feel like written dialogue to me Though I, I I will say, though, that uh, Bluto throughout like 90% of this short sounded like he had like a mouth of like potato salad. I was going like I was going something. to make a joke about Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> 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 we Sylvester Stallone it. with potato salad in his mouth. <laughs> the most incomprehensible thing they ever can hear to mankind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, uh, this isn't uh,
2: a bad cartoon at all, to be honest. Way better than no, the courtroom one. Like the ending a lot.
0: I mean, yeah. the thing. The thing is, is that uh, it's it's. I, I complain that it's a clips cartoon, clip show kind of thing, but it's honestly not that bad. Like, it's not like I've seen these cartoons before in the past, or at least if I have, uh, it's been a long, long, long time. Uh, and generally speaking, like the framing device works. Uh, and, and I would say I would say the clips
1: themselves don't take up more than half of the cartoon.
0: Yes. Yeah, true. that mm-hmm. is true. Uh, it it definitely is a cost saver cartoon, but it's also decent enough. And uh you know, it 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 definitely works. It it has flaws, but I would say most of them are not so much in the actual content itself, but just how you could tell this was made on a budget kind of mm-hmm. situation, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, so yeah, that was that was an okay one.
2: Very, um, so very
0: middle-of-the-road Popeye
2: cartoon. You you say it's on a budget, though. It doesn't... F- it feels like it spends its budget in the right places. Yeah,
0: yes, well it spends its budget... It's well-made where it needs to be, but you could... I mean, the fact that they were using old clips... Well, yeah. ...means that they were trying to save money. Yeah. yeah,
2: but the framing the framing story, I think, made this.
0: Oh, I mean, like, even Simpsons has made good clip shows every once in a while, so, like... Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um... So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead, and let me pull up. The...
2: What is our last let's cartoon? Let's go ahead. Drumroll, please. Hey, the audience are about to find out what is the last on this podcast, Teentown Public Works.
0: Please be careful. <laughs> Don't shake your- Oh my yourself. gosh! What? Uh, we're getting another Hunky and Spooky cartoon. Oh! Yay. Sick! Yeah. Already, Yeah. Huh? Time for Whatever. donks. Uh, this one is called Always Kicking. Always Kicking. Because they're donkeys. Hee-haw. They like to kick.
2: Hey, you were saying that this was one of the later hunky and spunky ones, or one of the earlier no, ones? No, I
1: think I was saying that the one that we watched before was probably one of the later ones.
2: Okay, yeah. It, the the earlier models for like the two donkeys were not so good. No, this, yeah, this is this cartoon
1: this, in total is less good than last episode's hunky and spunky. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad, but
0: it's also uh, not good, <laughs> not it's, great. Like it's 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 just. Like um, okay, so for one, the designs for these characters are different. Um, obviously, that's it's a case of like them being more streamlined over time, and sometimes that can be you know a detriment, but sometimes it actually leads to a much better design flow and looking character. Heads are uh, too big, too big head, too big yeah. head. These 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 heads are huge. Like spe- spe- specifically for Spunky, Spunky's the- head is
1: fking. Awful. Like Hunky there, and Spunky have the same size of head, but Spunky has a smaller body. There are yeah, points basically. where
2: uh, he's standing basically like all four hooves together and he has his head up straight. And it just looks like he's like a tree, like a donkey tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's not it, good. It's, it's
1: not good. And, so I, um, think, I think this story. So I think this cartoon is a coming of age story. Um, about, I mean, so like it begins with, it begins with a conflict. Spunky does not know how to kick. He can't do it. mm -hmm. He's trying, he's trying to kick the springs of a mattress up to a cowbell or something on the, on, on the branch of a tree. And Hunky is trying to teach him how to do it and he can't. Uh, and then he gets distracted by birds. Um, birds. Yeah, several birds. And he tries to emulate the birds and my impression is in this cartoon uh spunky wished to be a bird
2: yeah
1: i and, can see that uh, and
2: he tried to sing like a bird that didn't work out he tried to build a nest and fly like a bird nesting yeah, worked like the, the flying did not
0: yeah so guys mm-hmm. guys is is spunky a furry <laughs> <laughs> is that the definition of a furry. I mean, okay. he's trying to be other animals other than himself because he just finds inadequacies in his own life.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. I a good read. Uh, <laughs> so, so Spunky uh, Spunky tries to sing like a bird and he ends up scaring them off because Spunky brays like a donkey. And uh, then the- does he though? Like, well, that, he, no, he, none, of the, yells, none of the
0: noises that any of the donkeys make in this yeah. are earth of this earth. They are terrifying. Yeah,
1: he 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 yells like a person. That's he what scrooges. really happens. But I think I think uh, he do I a heck of concept. Yeah. Um, so then he climbs up to the top of a bunch of rocks and sees the birds making a nest and he makes a nest and sits in it. And then one of the other like one of the baby birds. <laughs> is an asshole for no reason and like taunts him by showing off that he can fly. And so he tries to fly. So Spunky tries to fly, uh, and falls on his ass. Get it? (laughs) Ass. (laughs) Good. Uh, so, uh, (laughs) so then, uh, I just didn't want to acknowledge
0: it so quickly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So he, uh, he becomes, very uh, despondent, very sad, uh, because the birds don't like him. And as he's leaving, the birds, almost as if the universe is providing a consequence to the birds for being mean to Spunky, a buzzard, I think, uh, swoops down and decides to fuck with them. And uh, and, I, and, hmm?
2: and I realize the as uh, they showed this buzzard that maybe this was working by the rules of three and Spunky was going to learn how to eat carrion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, is this a Greek tragedy then?
1: Well, so what I think, like I said, I think it's a coming of age story. Um, and my, my reasoning for it, uh, yeah, it's, it's a comedy. Nobody dies. Not even the buzzard technically dies. Uh, so spoilers. God. Yeah. Uh, well, wow. <laughs> we are describing, we're describing the entire plot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is true. So, uh the so Spunky is angry at the buzzard and Hunky, who is a terrible mom, encourages him to violence. Uh and so uh putting her child in danger, uh Spunky uh climbs up to attack the buzzard and they get in a they get in a, a fight that it, it does it's not like a cartoon violence fight it's just like a real violence fight <laughs> um
0: am i wrong he gets about slapped that i mean there's it's, it's it's sort of cartoony in that it's kind of like he's on a y kind of thing when he does like the the
1: yeah yeah no it's yeah. is
0: that it's it's exaggerated
1: um so the here's here is where I think the coming of age story sort of uh provides closure. Uh in that uh Spunky learns to embrace his donkiness, to abandon the the birdiness that burdens him. And, <laughs> and he uh, Why am I laughing so
2: hard at that point? <laughs>
1: And, uh, and that's how he learns to kick.
2: And he kicks multiple times. He kicks the vulture. He kicks a tree. He He kicks 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 the vulture off a tree.
1: Mm -hmm. By, by embracing, uh, by, by embracing the, the things that make him unique and casting aside envy, um, and, uh, and that's it. That's the
2: end of the cartoon. Well, is there more? Nah, I think that's it. There's, there's one more <laughs> scene where all the birds now are cheering him on as he kicks that mattress a bunch of times. Yeah,
1: that's right. So he kicks the mattress. He does a good job. He, he hits the cowbell like he wanted to at the very beginning. Um, my, my reading is not valid, by the way, I'm mostly joking.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> but doesn't it sound valid?
1: Yeah, just on just like on a base
0: impression. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 not like a terrible cartoon. I just you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it it doesn't reach the
0: uh, heights of the
2: uh, Vitamin Hey.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like Vitamin hay set a false expectation. <laughs> well, really,
2: I I think more than anything, it's the fact that uh, like you said, there was less charm to it, and I think the models were. Uh, the character designs and stuff were to blame for a lot of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Which might is be
2: weird. True. Cause this is also a, uh match flux Fleischer cartoon.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. They both were.
0: So, yeah, uh, it's, it was, I don't know. It, there's not a lot to really say other than Yeah, it was okay. We had three yeah, like okay cartoons today. Yeah. And it, it seems,
1: I see, it seems like, uh, It seems like we haven't really talked that much about these cartoons in general. And I think that's just because they haven't given us that much material to work with.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I I do think that it's just more interesting to talk about this sort of sense, honestly, To Yeah. Where it's less plot by plot more just talking about what the actual tunes are like and how they fit, you know? Yeah, and even
1: even overstretching our imaginations to come up with readings. I like doing that. Yeah. Um That's always fun, yeah. Yeah. Uh so all in all, I don't think there was a single cartoon we watched today that I think anyone in our audience has to see.
2: I mean, that's the luck of the draw. Sometimes you get really bad, sometimes you get really good, sometimes you get really weird. We got a bunch of mill the run cartoons this time around, and that's okay. And
1: we we did not have a reason to talk about race.
2: That's a good yeah. point. Or that's race. a good point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. that's, that's, that's a, oh, let's, let's get some streamers in here, Alex. This is, the, yeah, thank you, Alex. Yeah, This was the,
1: the non-racist one. <laughs> <laughs> Whee.
0: Uh, yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, now that we are done watching that, let's go ahead and go to our prompts. So every week, we have a prompt for our, our audiences to respond to. Um, there's a whole wide different variety of topics. Um, uh, and if uh, if you have listened to our past episodes, there's a question that you do like, that you want to answer, you can always write us in uh, at Works at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to respond to the most recent prompt that we come out, like uh, once, once we're done with doing the prompts, we're going to have another prompt here. Uh, You can respond to that on our Twitter uh, at Toontown public. When we post out the uh, little uh, response there, though, I will say that uh, our response times are going to be a little bit more. uh, The the window for you getting a response is going to be a little more tight due to some schedule changing stuff that's been going on. I'm kind of Mm -hmm. trying to work on, what we should do about that. But um, in the meantime, uh, what I think, uh, but what we're going to do is uh, for, uh, and if you ever did want to respond to like that prompt, you can also send us to our emails too. Actually, I I kind of prefer the email a little bit more just because it's a little more easier to organize. Um, And again, that's toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. So, our prompt for this week was, uh, is, there a car- what, uh, is there a cartoon or was there a cartoon that helped you get through a hard time? And uh, now, before we go straight into that, though, uh, we got a response from Mycroft, uh, who uh, couldn't respond last week because uh, they didn't really have a favorite cartoon that was based off an inappropriate IP. Um, he does remember, uh, having an old VHS as a kid of one episode, each of the Abbott and Costello, uh, cartoon where Costello becomes a reluctant superhero, uh, superhero, uh, and my favorite Martian, add- which is forgettable. Uh, but then one add- you- Abbott and Curs- Costello cartoon, that's a poll. pull. Yeah. So
1: th- there was also a cartoon. I don't know if there were a lot of episodes of this, but I... Uh there was have you did you guys ever watch Babbitt and Costello? They or no. no? something like that. There they it was literally Abbott and Costello, but as cats. And there was at least one that I saw on like Cartoon Network when I was like eight. I I'm definitely I definitely didn't make this
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, moving on um, sure <laughs> uh, there's also uh attack of, Well, like he didn't watch this one, but there's also, there was a cartoon for attack of the killer tomatoes. Oh yeah. Movies, yes, that did exist. That they that on Fox. Yeah, it did. Uh, and there's also, <laughs> he also linked uh, uh, to a, uh, 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 a parody of uh, Saturday morning cartoons called Saturday morning Watchmen, uh, which, yeah, <laughs> I have seen that one. That, <laughs> that is, is a funny. good one.
2: Finally, Funn- finally enough. Uh, Alan Moore, the uh, creator of Watchmen, says that I think that that's his favorite adaptation of his uh, comic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is actually- funny. I know. I know he famously hates his adaptations.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, By the
1: way, it was called it was called Babbitt and Cat Stello, and they were Looney Tunes characters. Apparently, that was a Warner Brothers animated cartoon and Cat Stello was voiced by Mel Blank. So I was not making it up. That is a real thing. The fact
2: that uh, that they're Looney Tunes related makes that make more sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But still, Christ. (laughs) 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 Um, But uh, uh, as for this uh, most recent prompt. Um, he says, um, as for the current prompt, if I'm not late, a cartoon that helped me through a difficult time. Um, I'm going to join with others with this, but earlier seasons of my little pony friendship as manager in general for getting together and appreciating, uh, friends, even if family and coworkers weren't so nice and a little bit of Steven universe for giving me hope that I won't have to constantly hide my queerness and oddities someday. So, yeah, that's a, yeah. Both yeah.
1: of those answers, I think, are good.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there actually have we actually got multiple responses that were "My Little Pony: Friendship is Magic." Uh, but um, what we're going we're gonna, to do before we get there is uh, we're going to go back going to uh, Miko Lisp, uh, aka uh, Miko, aka Alex, aka the Yif Meister, uh, aka Hatsune Miku, <laughs> aka Hatsune Miku, uh, who says. Um it's your boy Miku. Uh and I'm here to say Daria definitely got me through high school, the whole thing. High school is bad in case you're wondering, and Daria made me feel like someone out there understood that. Uh I would also like to preemptively apologize for starting a 30-minute Daria derailment. Also, Casey insert need to watch Daria is very important and still holds up in many ways.
1: Yeah, he was kind of badgering us on Twitter about it, too. Yeah, <laughs> he I, do, I
0: really do need to watch it. He badgered me on frickin uh, when we were doing the Night in the Woods. Let's play the other day uh, <laughs> about getting you guys watch Daria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will make it for you. I will make it a priority. Oh, uh, by the way, yes, me and Miko are doing a Night in the Woods. Let's play. It is spoiler heavy, though. If you haven't played the game before, you might want to actually play it first. But if you have, then. Yeah, check it out. It's on uh, Meekolith, uh, uh Let's Play channel on YouTube. All right. Um, so let's see. Let's see. Now, now we're past the emails, so we need to go to the tweets, which I need to pull up right now. Dead air. This is some dead air. This is some dead air that Alex will cut.
2: You can say anything in this dead air because it won't be in the podcast. You can say anything you want as long as it isn't disgusting.
1: Alex, I will pay you to keep this in the show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got one from Panda Pyre. Hi Panda Pyre. Hello. Uh, and and they responded, "I really love old Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoons. I discovered him in middle school, which was a really rough time for me, and learning about him and watching old cartoons made me very happy, uh, kept me happy and occupied during one of the worst parts of my life." I owe a lot to that rabbit. That is very sweet. Yeah. And I adore, I adore Oswald the Lucky Rabbit myself. So, that I'm happy to hear that. Um, and we got one from uh, Dr. B uh, who said, uh, My little pony friendship is magic. It always has good comedy, nice art, and sweet music that help me stay positive and keep a smile on my face. I should probably catch up on some of episodes now that I think about it. Um, so, I have a history with that show. Um, I don't know how much of it I've delved into the podcast, delved into the podcast itself. Um, but yeah, there was a there, there was definitely a time in my life where I fully bought into the whole Brony thing, mm-hmm. and uh, that show really spoke to me in a lot of ways. It was a show that was feminine but not stereotypically girly and even if it was a show that was like basically a slice of life show um it was still for the large part avoided a large part of like the stuff that makes makes a lot of like cartoons aimed at at little girls just totally unbearable and honestly very toxic um and uh i i still really do like the first season and the second season Uh, third season kind of lost me except for like a couple episodes four seasons okay I have not seen much of season five and onward and I honestly have no interest just because I've completely fallen out with that show Uh, mainly due to the fandom if I'm gonna be perfectly honest yeah Uh, it's one of the few times where a fandom just completely destroyed my enjoyment of an actual thing that I like which you shouldn't let that happen to you because you should like things regardless of other people's thoughts on things but this is just it was really getting embarrassing yeah,
1: with with my little pony i think there's a, a i think there's especially kind of a well because a lot of what people like about my little pony is the community around it uh yeah that, and that's, that was that was part one of, the of the, that like. was part of the pull and that's also something that when lost maybe makes the appeal of the show a little bit lower Uh, That being said, I watched, I think, five episodes and it wasn't really for me. But back when it was brand new, like back when season one came out, it did help a lot of my friends sort of come out of their shell a little bit.
0: And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely could say that I I, I have a friend who I introduced the show to them and they basically they they really, really like opened up in a lot of ways. They're normally a very shy person, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they just basically went all out in a way that made them really energetic and fun to talk to. And uh, I'm well, I, I well, I uh, I don't like that show. I do like that that moment happened. That's for sure. Um. So that's actually it when it comes to audience prompts. I I. I forgot to remind people to send things because I'm sure the people, but if you, if you had an idea for this, you can absolutely write us in at toontownpublicworks at gmail.com or any of our um, other prompts. Cause you know, or, cause I would love to hear from you. I really yeah. would. Um, and
2: if you have a, so, uh, if you have a prompt, wait, Casey just said this, but yeah, I want to just reiterate, go, go feel free to, if you're like just starting to listen through the show and you've like caught up, if you have any prompts that you like miss, and you think, "Oh shoot," it was like the fifth episode. They're not going to answer that one. Just just send it in because we we to hear like your responses.
0: Yeah, and make sure it's an email too, because it's harder for me to track the tweets. It really is. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so let's go on to our responses to this prompt. Uh, oh, actually,
2: uh, it looks like we actually have a third one, a third tweet on the uh, that post. Oh, where at? Uh, here, let me read out. Okay. Vivaku responded Probably Steven Universe after my last breakup. It was such a stressful time, but the show kind of made me feel like I was allowed to cry and feel the way I do. And I'm capable of getting back up and moving forward. Plus, you can't frown for too long with all that pretty music. Which is, yeah. I totally agree with that. There's a there's a lot of joy and hopefulness in that show that I think really speaks to a lot of people that watch it. Definitely. Okay,
0: definitely. And I, I, I fully agree, as you've heard uh, in the podcast itself. Now, uh, here's the other reason why I don't like tweets is because uh, if I use one tweet program, it's going to show some tweets from some people. And if I use a different one, it's going to show others from other people because of how stupid Twitter is put together. So, uh, And one of them is the official app, too. So I'm going to miss... Actual tweets from yeah. actual people. So, yeah. so if if I miss you at one time because of that, understand that it's probably not because I actually skipped you because of whatever. And go ahead and just uh, copy and just paste because it in Twitter an email just, and we'll read it. Yeah, just yeah, because it's it's fucking bad. Twitter is yeah. a bad website. I I don't know if you know this or not, but it's a very bad website. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, let's move on to our responses. Um. And. F- to break tradition. I'd like to go first. That's fine. I can
1: I can go last. That would also be breaking tradition. And also I'll go
0: second then. That's
2: fine with me. Alright, perfect.
0: Alright. Um so I'm sure a bunch of people are gonna see this one coming. Uh like from a mile away, and there's probably gonna be people who are gonna be rolling their eyes. And just completely exasperated at me. It's like, oh my God, can you just please f***ing move on? But... 2016 was a really f***ing bad year. And... I probably would not have survived it if it wasn't for Zootopia. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 2016 was... And honestly, like, I, I have... I know people who say that 2017 is worse. I disagree if only just because while uh, a lot of the bad stuff did happen then and there was also that a lot of a really unpleasant stuff that I just don't want to go through. But I feel like that 2016 was also a year that was heavy in losses of important figures in our culture. And uh, it was just such a nightmarish year that felt like I was going insane. Yeah. (laughs) Like how much of like it for how much like the world just stopped making sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, I'm don't I, don't. I I'm, I'm not necessarily a naive person. I, I'm, I am a very, uh, I, I, I consider myself someone as somewhat of a realist. Um, but even still, I lost so much faith in humanity <laughs> in that year and it was crushing. Um,
2: yeah. Um, but for me, 2016 but, uh, was really, really uh, bad. My, uh, my grandmother was basically in and out of the hospital starting in January of that year. And she was basically dying for most of 2016. And, uh, she, uh, she basically, uh, her organs were shutting down and stuff. And she passed in October. And it was just, Mm -hmm. I think that that may have been the worst year. I remember in
1: 2016 going to see, was La La Land that year? Uh I think so yeah it, it was La La Land was that year I remember going to see La La Land and uh, and like at the beginning where everything is like everyone's like singing and and like and like happy and stuff like that mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking like wow happy movies feel conceited to me now <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. Um, like i i got but, i got better but like at, at the time the the concept of of like just like that concept was ruined for me by like how crushing everything was but so i don't mean to interrupt.
0: but he, uh, my, my 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 the reason why zootopia helped me out a lot is because it was a movie that openly mocked a lot of sentimentality that gets pushed by certain kinds of people out there uh who think that the world is a lot more fair and equal because we now live in a technological error and like basically the, thi- the the world that basically burst uh during 2016 that yes, racism is not the thing anymore. the bigotry is not a thing anymore. we got gay marriage. Uh, we got uh, you know women and important in the media and all that kind of stuff, but like uh, that that Zootopia is straight up just saying like the, the like the whole concept of Zootopia's motto being anyone can be anything while purposely saying that no they cannot be anything because other people will not let you be that thing. That is something that is honestly kind of refreshing coming from here, uh, and then. And then, and then, what happened when it very got to the got to the end, where it still ultimately was saying that, yes, people are f***ed up. People can be really conceited and thoughtless, and just completely unwilling. And then there are people who are actively aggressive and who like do things to hurt other groups of people entirely, just so they can gain their own power and their own stuff like that. Um, but the message is still. That despite all of that, if we would just that, that that you know, if you would just for a second just think about what you are doing and think about the other people's experiences and listen to other people's experiences, maybe just maybe we can get to a better spot in our life. And I'm not trying to make that sound like, you know, both sides bullshit, because I, I, I do think that like there is some toxicity in the sense that you should like like people's thinking that you should listen to both sides of like if one person is even if one person is like a literal fascist person who believes in Holocaust denial and all that kind of stuff. Like there are some people that you don't need to listen to side to at all. But there are people out there that think they are fantastic, good people who are actually really, really, very bigoted, and they need to stop for a fucking second and listen to the people who are actually suffering. And maybe if they did that more, society would be better. And that got me through most of 2016. And that is why I still kind of am really defensive of this movie because it got me through such a tough part of my life. Um, I could, I could go on about stuff with my childhood and all that kind of stuff, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the thing that's most relevant to me right now is this. Is that, like, if, like, I feel like that Zootopia is a movie that really got me through a really horrid period of my life by being basically not only a movie that's completely my aesthetic and my uh, feel and how I love uh, art design and direction and world building, um, but also one of a message that uh both was reflective of my own life voice but both sides of the argument and also uh in the sense of being um like something that i could actually aspire to that is an actual good message to have out there you know so that's my view of <laughs> that
2: okay okay
0: And in conclusion, uh, Nick Wilde is hot, and I want him to be my daddy. Okay, (laughs) let's move on.
2: Hey, no kiss, bye-bye for daddy? Okay, okay. So, uh, (laughs) this one is a little bit embarrassing, and nah, I think it still counts for this. But, um, Friendship is Magic kind of helped me get through a pretty bad breakup, because, um... Well, afterwards, I kind of like, uh, I didn't really, I wasn't really able to get some, like, sleep afterwards. I ended up mostly uh, crying myself to sleep for a while, you know, like for maybe, like, I guess maybe four months. I'm not sure. And uh, in that time frame, I discovered shipping fanfiction based on the show. So, oh! Ki- yep. But it, it wasn't like lewd or anything. It was it was just like cute little romantic lesbian horse stuff, you know? And that okay. got that kind of filled the void for a while.
1: So like I actually feel like fan media in that regard is some of like the most sincere art that exists. Oh no, um, I, I
0: I do say that. That's very true. Yeah. That's true of some uh, Undertale fan stuff I've seen. That's true of some My Little Pony fan stuff I've seen. But even, it's even if it's like su- even if it's just even like- some Zootopia stuff. There's some really good Zootopia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but out even there if it's just like I mean.
1: Sonic OCs or you know like like oh, whatever. Yeah. Like if if it's like something that's made uh, in uh, like in respect to like passion for a franchise. Uh, I I think a lot of the the media that gets created is just, uh, very uh, personal, and I like. That
2: I agree about with it. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was just a lot of like LGBT love in there, so it, it helped, you know. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's kind of me. So okay,
1: um, I went last because I wanted to kind of read the room and figure out how vulnerable we were being. <laughs> Turns out,
0: uh, extremely vulnerable. Yeah, so
1: buckle in, because uh, because <laughs> <laughs> this roller coaster is not over yet, uh, and we're we're going to have to. We, we were very lethargic this entire episode, and now now we're being kind of a, a bummer. So let's let's figure out how to let's figure out how to
0: pick this up when I'm. done. Why do you think I ended my joke with a joke about wanting Nikolai to be my daddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: mine my so mine begins with uh, with something. Uh, so when I was 10, uh, my mom overdosed on her headache medication, uh, and she died. And, uh, and my dad was, uh, my dad was away, uh, on vacation, Not, not on vacation. He was, he was away for business. He was, uh, he was at, uh, he was at some conference, uh, and so as a result, like, like we were at a, we were at a, a friend's house, uh, a family friend's house and we had spent the night, um, and, uh, and so like that, that was, uh, obviously a very uh, traumatic experience, uh, waking up, uh, and, and discovering that, that my mother had died and that my father would not be home for uh, several hours. Uh, and so what ended up happening is, uh, we, we kind of got put into the care of, uh, of my uncles who, uh, who took time off work, uh, to, uh, to kind of, uh, gather us all together and, uh, and just try to Try to like tide us over for the just like the few miserable hours before uh, my dad would be able to purchase a flight back. Um, and uh, and this is something that I consider uh, f- funny now in retrospect because the movie they decided to take us to <laughs> to distract us was Finding Nemo. <laughs> Jesus oh, no. and they Jesus didn't know. <laughs> oh. They they didn't no. know <laughs> like they they had they had oh. no way of, of knowing what that movie was about before God yeah, I'm sorry I, I suspect well no like like here's the thing is I suspect my brothers and sisters hated that movie a lot because of that um but uh I think for me it was at that time uh exactly what I needed because there's no way a movie was going to be able to entertain me to the point that I forget what was happening. Mm. Uh, So, uh, so a movie about a movie about a, a, a essentially a kid whose mom dies and a kid with a disability whose mom dies uh, which is something I was able to instantly relate to, uh, g- sort of coming into his own and ending up okay, turned out to be uh, something that I consider to be kind of valuable to me now. Um, and uh, and so that was uh, the, the thing that <laughs> came to mind when we brought up this prompt. Anyhow, right. I'm sorry for bumming everyone out.
0: <laughs> we?
1: It's okay. I this is going
0: to be honest. I think we bummed each other out. This, yeah, was a, <laughs> this was gonna be a this uh, was gonna be
2: a sensitive topic, anyway. So yeah, it's so all good. it just
1: started with a lot of a lot of. We were all kind of tired at the beginning, and now
0: <laughs> we're all kind of sad. Um, um, well, um, anyways, uh, so to basically uh, alleviate uh, how grim this kind of was, we should title this uh, a very special episode. <laughs> uh, write that down, Alex. <laughs> That's a possibility. Um, uh, but for our next prompt uh, for next week, uh, or rather uh, two weeks from now, uh, what animated commercial do you remember seeing a lot as a child? Oh, oh there were <laughs>
2: there were some of those that
0: fucked <laughs> me up oh no <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but you know what it's a lighter topic so yeah, yeah. I think we should Do this
2: one. <laughs> now you get to now you get to hear about me as a kid being horrified by a cartoon
0: we do what animated cartoon
1: helped you through a hard time or what, what animated <laughs> commercial helped you through a hard time what,
2: <laughs> what animated
1: commercial <laughs> gave you a fetish <laughs> the, the kid cuisine commercial really carried me through college Hurt it
2: <laughs> hurt it through the the, uh, the California Raisins cartoon with Hurt Through the Grapevine get, helped me get through my parents'
0: divorce, so. <laughs> oh,
1: oh,
0: boy. Now I'm just imagining Casey the Penguin as, like, a life coach. Oh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> not, well, not Casey the Penguin, as in you the Casey as a penguin. I mean, Casey as in the pen- kid was zine Casey. Is that his name? Casey? I think so. It must have been because that's kid
1: cuisine. That's also, yeah, that's like, also I, what Casey the dog stands for, to be fair.
0: <laughs> kid cuisine. Kid cuisine the dog. <laughs> kid cuisine the dog. <laughs> 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 that's one for the IMD page. IMD page. That goes on the wiki. Yep. All right. So uh, this has been Toontown Public Works. Uh, now, uh, Let's see. We've kind of already mentioned the email three times already, but uh, if you want to respond to one of prompts or you just want to say something that you would like to say to us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Just send it at uh, toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. And uh, I guarantee you that if you write us, I will show it to all the other boys uh, and other fellows that are not boys, Uh, and let them know what you feel unless you're like really, really shitty. And then in that case, uh, you're just going to go to hell jail. Um, (laughs) Toontown public hell. (laughs) Uh, That's that's where we are. Feels like sometime. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, now, uh, let's see if you, let's see if you want to follow us on our Twitter, it's at Toontown public, uh, on Twitter it's it's a it's a uh it's 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 not super busy but it is like we post all the episodes as well as the prompts and if I have a bug in my butt then I will post something or if I find some really neat fan art that's relevant to our show um and let's see what else what else what else um well uh, as always this uh podcast has been edited by our lovely editors Aki the Dragon and Alex Alemer. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank
1: you, thank you. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you,
0: thank, you. thank you. They're both lovely, lovely people, and I love them a lot. So thank Alex for Alex, and thank a key for a key. Um, and uh, now we're still working on the Patreon. The goal is end of March... But, uh, I mean, there's really no reason why I couldn't get it out the end of March because we, we, we already recorded the bonus episode. We've recorded their uh, episode where we watched the Emoji Movie. And uh, we've also going to have a poll up there as soon as that's up there for the next one we're going to watch. Um, it's just part of it is also I'm still thinking of reward tiers because there's a couple things I'm kind of wanting to switch around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, let's see anything else uh, if you want to watch any of the
1: aggressively mediocre cartoons we watched today <laughs> uh, you can go to, so team to have other no, they were they were just they were just very mediocre you know they were some of them were actually good yeah no that mm, well we we'll call, we'll them. call them solid 6 out of 10s <laughs> maybe 7s you know what we'll say 7s
0: 7 7's a, a bit more right yeah sure
1: 7 out of 10 cartoons that uh, that we watched that's, today. That's, it
0: was a very workmanship type episode. I mean, that's still an F in video game terms, but
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. Uh, Although Kirby star allies got a seven out of 10 uh, from most review places this week. And I'm still thinking about buying it anyway. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Toontownpublicworks.com. You can watch the cartoons there, uh, or you can find, uh, the titles, uh, and the uh, the years that they came out, just in the show notes, if you're using a podcatcher. Uh,
0: also, yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, you can, if you liked what you heard, and you haven't already subscribed, uh, go ahead and screw, screwed and do it on the the, the podcasting that you do like and use. Very, um, very. But good also words. put. And also put in a review if you wouldn't mind. If you, it, it's up to you though. It's if you don't want it, it's okay. But we do, we do appreciate that. We do like that kind of it thing. It does help yeah. us a lot. It does, and we really it appreciate does. it. All
1: right, so and that's it for me. I don't think there's anything yeah. else.
0: That is it then. So in that case, uh, I'm H.C. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works, and these cartoons have been archived.
2: I, I think at this point, Kate, uh, Alex should just fade in the uh, the Mario 64 Sleeping Chain Chomp theme. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Either that or a Kid Cuisine commercial. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kid Cuisine crazy combo. Like, one by Eric Satie,
0: something very sad. <laughs>
1: Nice. Just all, three at, oh, all wow. three at once. All three at once. Make you it a nightmare.
0: <laughs> and glitter pudding that really rocks. <laughs> Alright. Now, where's my four bucks?